so what I hear you saying is that if your kid's dumb enough to get hit with an, a helicopter, you deserve it. Yep, exactly. Then okay. uh, your, your seed will not go on. Irrational Confidence, a conversation about sports, technology, and entertainment. How are you this evening, Nicholas? I'm okay. I'm feeling all right. You feeling okay? You feeling uh, like a podcast? Like, yeah. like doing a little podcast? Always. I'd like to uh, kick off this episode, episode 41, I want to say. Yeah. Sounds about right. Mm-hmm. Uh, with a public service announcement. Okay. It's freaking freezing outside, Mr. Bigglesworth. Yes, it is. Am I am I right? You am are, I right? You're right. Uh, when you're last, right, you're right. Last night, my house was so cold, and I'm like, why is my house cold? I have my heat on. You know, I don't live in a box. Uh, well, you kind of do. But I did. Thank you. But I did forget to, uh, to close my vents. Oh, no. So, yeah, now I'm like... I was like, oh, why is the floor cold? And, uh, yeah, because the air is getting inside it. So if, uh, if you have floor, if you have vents on the side of your house and you haven't closed your vents, please do so because it makes a big, big difference. Close your vents, people. Close that's, your vents. That's, that's my gift to you, you know. <laughs> uh, it was on my list of things to do. I think I got uh, a little distracted by the warm weather that we've had in November. Yeah, it's and, been weird. Uh, and forgot to do it or would get around to it and then we'd have like a 70 degree day and then you know it wouldn't be top of mind but we're uh we're in the throes of of winter winter is coming winter is coming and uh so i just want to just throw that out there for our lovely listeners as a as a public service announcement a reminder uh from your friendly neighborhood podcast to uh close your vents do it do it now (laughs) get up right now and do it pause this go close your vents Close your vents. Keep them secret. Keep them safe. Wow. Okay. So, news and follow-up. News and follow-up. We got some sad news. Yeah, and this is, you know, obviously uh, not being, you know, this this happened on uh, the Saturday after Thanksgiving, so we haven't recorded a podcast since then. It's uh, been a while. This was this number one. I You know, we'll go with, I know you've got someone else ahead of this guy, but I think we'll go in order of of somewhat, I guess, national, international importance, uh, international to national. Um, but Mr. Paul Walker died Saturday, November 30th. Yep. Uh, really, really hard. It was really hard on me. And as I know it was for you, it was uh, very hard for me. Died in a car accident, uh, as it were, you know, kind of ironic, don't you think? The, the, the guy I didn't want to be the one to say it. The guy that's known for uh, the Fast and Furious franchise movies. Uh, that's how he, he kicks the bucket. It sucks. It really sucks, both because uh, I celebrate that man's entire catalog. You do. And, uh, and also, what the hell happens to, to Fast 7? I heard that the next weekend they came in and had a rewrite. So here's here's Just a little fast, if you ask me. <laughs> a little fast, a little furious. <laughs> it's both fast and furious. Uh, so here's what's here's the latest. Here's what's happening. Okay. You know, I got some I got some insiders in the Fast and Furious world. You read the trades. 
First of all, before we get to that, uh, in the true spirit of going off on other tangents, I just want to say how weird it was. It just, it just didn't, it just felt weird that not even six hours before we found out that uh, Paul Walker had been killed in that crash, you, you were making, uh, you were making some jokes on Twitter about the Fast and Furious box set. Do you yeah. remember this? Like you tweeted so. at me. And and you were tweeting at me about this this massive box set with all the Fast and Furious movies, and I said, "Don't worry, I've got the ones that count. I've got one, I've got four, five, and six, and uh, or I'll have six by Christmas, but I've got one, four, one, four, and five. Um, those are the ones that really count. And uh, who would have thought that? Not even by the end of that day that we were gonna gonna lose one of our own, Mr. Paul Walker." I'm not laughing at Paul Walker. I'm, I'm laughing. <laughs> this is very at serious. This is a very serious thing. So, in terms of what it means for Fast Seven, they uh, apparently were taking a break uh, for the Thanksgiving holiday. They had shot about half of the movie, and uh, so they were kind of at an impasse, obviously. Mm-hmm. And I think it's there. You know, it becomes a big challenge. I mean, how how do you proceed? Do you just scrap what you have and the money that that all took and just start fresh. Uh, do you try to kill off his character or do something in that respect? I think it's, uh, it's definitely a Kobayashi Maru situation. If you, uh, if you want to, uh, use another analogy, can you reprogram uh, it? It's no, it's just a no win scenario. I mean, you can't, you can't make anybody. (laughs) No, clearly, clearly we saw that he uh, cheated in uh, Star Trek. I guess. In the in the remake, the JJ Abrams lens flare Star Trek. He uh yeah. he, he clearly showed us that uh that he was cheating and he sent an, he sent an email to which was cut out of the movie. He sent an email to his girlfriend that had a virus in it. And that's how uh Is that right? Yeah, that's how he that's how, how he beat the test. It was cut was out. It it the was the green a, girl? Yeah, yeah, it was oh. the green girl. It was a deleted scene. She uh, she got this email and was all happy because it was like la 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 I love you kind of shit and that was she opened it at right at she he told him to open, I'll be sending you an email at this time and she opened it <laughs> and it was right when he was taking this test and there you go she That's didn't what, find it the least bit suspicious that he pre-announced an email no. Not at all. That's what you do in the future, you know. That's, oh. that's called romantic. That's being romantic. That's romance. <laughs> oh, that's beautiful. Uh, so anyway, uh, it's a no-win situation. I mean, I don't think you're. It's hard to to make fans happy. I mean, they want to see a movie, but what are you going to do with uh, his character? And I think the other thing is, I, I know a lot of people are saying that. Oh well, now the franchises are going to be even more popular because people are actually. More people are going to watch him now because of his death and see what they're going to do. Mm-hmm. But I think you're going to have, you know, just as many people go the other direction and it'd be hard to watch because you are viewing this franchise and, and you know, whether it's in the movie or buying the DVDs uh, that's promoting street racing, you know, yeah. fat, fast cars and loose women. And uh, and that's how that's how Paul Walker died with because of fast cars and loose women. Yeah, I'm no stranger to either of those things, so. Well, you better be careful then. Don't I have you, a don't... 1998 Chevy Prism. <laughs> I drive a Dodge Stratus. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, so we'll see. The last I heard, actually, they just put a little message out on the Twitterverse that said mm-hmm. that they were going to be hopefully resuming um, 
production in late January. Okay. And trying to get this thing back on the back on uh, on the road in terms of uh, get, getting back going, but uh, obviously not at this point going to make their July release date that they had planned. They were really working at a at a fast pace to get it out there at a fast and furious pace, if you will to get it out for the uh, July release date. And it looks like now that's uh, not going to happen. And um, as a result, Universal uh, plugged in uh, the new uh, Planet of the Apes movie in its place. That so, can't be easy to just flip it around like that. So Dawn of, Dawn of the Planet of the Apes, I think it's called, will be, it looks like, released on that weekend uh, instead. So. So we'll uh, we'll keep you posted on all things Fast and Furious. Uh, I know yeah. uh, you know our listeners are as sad as we are. Uh, I have a special place in my heart for the Fast and Furious franchise, and I know we've discussed it on the, on this podcast before. Mm-hmm. Um, sad to see this guy go, and uh, I don't know. I mean, not, I guess that's not much else to say there, except that there's been another death. Yes, there has since then. Uh, almost as sad as Paul Walker. Almost as sad as Paul Walker, uh, you know, gave a lot for his country, gave a lot for the world. And I don't think uh, any less than what Paul Walker gave, but still, you know, still very sad. Uh, Mr. Nelson Mandela passing away at the age of 95, I want to say. I think that's right. Yeah. Friend of the show, Nelson Mandela. Friend of the show, Nelson Mandela. Yes. Uh, I visited. Yeah. I visited him when I went Mm -hmm. to South Africa and uh, he had some good things to say about the podcast, you know, some. Some good criticism, some constructive feedback. That's the one thing I can say about Nelson is Very that uh, is that he gave us stuff that we can go back and really tweak and, and work on. And and he wasn't someone that was just like that fucking shit is shit. He was like, you need to work on this, this, and this. Uh, tell Nicholas to stop doing this and this, and you'll be fine. Which you still haven't told me. <laughs> In due time. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. So that's that's a that's a freaking bummer, Nelson Mandela, yeah. man. Uh. But I think uh, I feel very blessed to have been able to go to South Africa uh, over the summer and learn about him and what he did and his life. So uh, I recommend that if you don't know a lot about Nelson Mandela, that you read up on it and uh, and learn about what the what the hell uh, his life and uh, his death was all about and what he meant for that country. And uh, I think you'll uh, be surprised. Yeah. He wasn't all he wasn't all you know sunshine and rainbows. Um, no. I think uh, and I think I think he I think that's the one endearing quality about him is that he would be the first person to admit those faults, and I think yeah. that's what uh, made him someone that united that country uh, with both whites and and blacks uh, at a time that they they needed it. So not to not to get so serious, but uh, but yeah, Nelson Mandela, great fucking dude. What more can be said? Not not much. So, there you go. Nelson Mandela, dead. No more. He's in the ether. He is in the ether. So, there you go. Some okay. deaths. Wow. Was there anything, uh, any births? Any good births lately? Um, no. My daughter's birthday is tomorrow. Oh, oh wow. Oh, my gosh. Uh, five years old. Five years wow. old. Wow. That's redonkadonk. Yeah. What, uh, what are we doing for the birthday? I think we're going to Chick-fil-A. <laughs> like you do like you do nothing like cows for your fifth birthday we gave her the option of any restaurant she wanted any restaurant she chose chick-fil-a that's awesome yep good thing her birthday wasn't on a sunday no joke you had to break into that place she'd been out of luck done <laughs> done i'm trying to look oh 
Uh, I don't think there's been any good births lately. I'm trying to look here. I have no, no, no idea. No, I don't know. All right, so uh, let's let's move out. Of, let's move out of the the dungeon. Out let's of the move dr- out of the out sad of the dreary, and into the creepy. Because I feel like I feel like that's where we're going. I feel like that this we're just kind of kind of floating on the river Styx right now. You know, <laughs> um, we're going through through the gates of hell. Yeah, we and uh, we need to come back. We need to to back that back that boat up. You know, say no. This isn't where we're gonna go. You know, we're not ready to. Di- we're not ready to die. Nope. We're, we're gonna. We're gonna thrive here for a little bit in our in our podcast awesomeness. I'm just gonna let you keep going because this is nice. <laughs> I'm on a roll, man. You I'm are. On a roll. I'm on a roll, and you, no one can stop me. Don't want to. Uh, don't don't want to. Can't stop me. Don't want to stop me. Uh, here we go. Oh, Kate Winslet gave, gives birth to a boy. All right, well, that's good. There you go. So, a good. Holy crap, she was really big. Wow. <laughs> uh, yeah. So there you go, Kate Winslet. Um. Oh, we also found out that uh, that uh, Carl Crawford uh, is a baby daddy. There is he now? Yeah. There you go. Some some random woman that I don't know. Uh. Oh, she was on the show Basketball Wives, which is got to be awesome. Wait. She was on Basketball Wives? Yeah, I guess she was used to be married to a basketball player. Now she's probably not married to him, but uh, is having his baby. Carl Crawford, winner. Winner winner in life and uh, winner in baseball. <laughs> Neither of those things is true. <laughs> so, we've got to talk about uh, robots from outer space, uh, self-aware Terminator stuff. Yeah, uh, apparently Amazon is starting the... Um, the Terminator. Excellent. Excellent. They're attacking our homes. Skynet. Yeah, exactly. Awesome. So it's, it's happening. It's happening. Why, and why like eight little helicopters? Like, I don't. I don't it, know. It just looks weird. We don't all have runways in our backyards. I don't, I don't know. Well, what I saw is that it was not necessarily going to be something that's going to be shipped directly to your house, but it would be used to be more of a regional thing where they would use these drones to ship to like a regional center and then then that would be driven to your house like did you watch the video uh a little bit but you gotta watch the video dude okay then i read some articles straight to your house drone how does that how does that work though where does it where does it drop the package off i mean it just showed it landing on the dude's porch yeah but like my what if you have a covered porch it knows. Okay, so what we're talking about... What part about, of self-aware did you not understand? <laughs> Seriously. Um, what we're talking about, for those who haven't heard about this and seen the video, uh, it's called Amazon Home Delivery. Well, it's actually not called that. It's called Amazon Prime Air. And they're going to be delivering small packages, uh, I think it said less than five pounds, delivered in 30 minutes or less, just like a pizza, to your house... Um, but they have to wait for FAA regulations, so it's probably not going to be any time before 2015. And UPS is doing the same thing. I read an article about that, that they are also uh, yeah, I heard that they were try that, experimenting yeah. with the dronage. Um, <laughs> dronage. It just looks so interesting. I don't know why. I don't know. I don't know what the need is for these helicopters. Do you get this little orange box with every delivery? I want that orange box. <laughs> I don't understand the orange box at all because, I mean, okay, so let's say I order 
um, I don't know. I order a a box of diapers or something. I don't know. I order something. It comes here in 30 minutes. And according to the video, the thing comes and it lands on my porch. It drops off the box. It flies away. I come out and get the box and get the stuff out of it. What do I do with the box? You keep it. Box. Keep the box. So I get a box too? I guess so. Maybe I get a free plastic box? Maybe it's biodegradable. You also get free diapers because apparently your work doesn't allow you bathroom breaks. They're not for me. Oh, okay. You didn't specify, so uh, no, you left no, it to my imagination. I wasn't clear. Uh, yeah, so I want to know more about this orange box, and uh, what else can I use an orange box for? Uh, I think the sky's the limit, my friend. What's in the box? What's in what's the box? In, apparently, Gwyneth Paltrow's head <laughs> is being delivered to your porch. What's in the box? It's <laughs> terrible. Uh, see, I mean, this thing, it just... I think it seems like a neat idea at first glance, but then it also seems really creepy and really weird yeah. and not particularly useful because it has to be small things. They have to be at the distribution center that's right near you. I mean, if it's that close to you, like, mm. I don't know. Could you just go to a store if you need it that quick? Not you. You wouldn't. Well, no, not me. We're not talking about me. You don't. Exactly. You're, the, you're in like the 1% of the population. <laughs> that's right. Uh, this is like, this is your Mecca. I mean, this is when this came out, you were like, Oh my balls. This is amazing. I never have to like see anybody. Yeah. But know, they're going to need a bigger box for the stuff I order. Maybe you get two, maybe you get two drones, get two drones. Yeah. Two drones at the same time. <laughs> I had a dream about that. I've always wanted to do two Quick, drones Nicholas, at the same time. On your front porch, two drones at the same time. <laughs> If you could do have anything in the world, what would it be? <laughs> Two drones at the same time. That, there you go. There's your new uh, catchphrase on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so this thing is weird, and so I, so I to be continued. Oh yeah, we'll keep you updated. Maybe we can in 2015. Maybe we can like live tweet a, or live broadcast a show with a drone landing. <laughs> that would I can be awesome. order something, and then by the time the show's over, the drone will be here. That's freaky. Like, what I want to know, I mean, I have so many questions about it. Like, so if it if it does drop it off on your porch, does it know, like, what happens with the, hel- I mean, these helicopter blades are not very well protected. I mean, nope. what if someone's just like, you know, clipping the hedges and some, 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 and then, you know, out of nowhere, their hedge gets clipped. I mean. Yeah, I, one of the guys I listened to a lot online, uh, Mike Hurley, he was talking about, um, you know, what happens if, like, kids are playing out there? Yeah. Does this thing have a camera or something that you know, can detect that because if a kid's playing out there and, you know, I don't yeah. know, let's say it's loud or something. And then the helicopter comes by and it, you know, hits the kid in the head you know, and then they got some serious lawsuits. Yeah. Not to is, mention a hurt kid. Exactly. I mean, this is, this is Darwinism, man. This is only the strong will survive. And, uh, this is, it evol- seems, what? It seems a little artificial for Darwinism. <laughs> <laughs> It yeah, seems but, a little eugenic that, more than that's, Darwinism. But, th- but this is this is where we are in our society that we uh, we've come to a place where now our artificial creations uh, had their own uh, evolutionary sense, and this is uh, this is how it starts, my friend. So it, what I hear you saying is that if your kid's dumb enough to get hit with an, a helicopter, you deserve it. Yep, exactly. Then okay. uh, your your seed will not go on. So you should have uh, raised smarter kids. Exactly. Yeah, you know, playing the playing the backyard, bitch. Seriously, why are, you, why are you in the front yard anyway? No good comes. Does it that. exclusively come into the front yard? What if you have like a really tiny front yard and a really nice backyard? Can you can you specify that in the in the delivery instructions? Please, please deliver to backyard. 
Interesting. Please deliver to side yard three feet from house. Interesting. Yeah. This is all, these are all questions that I have and, uh, I have not getting answers for most of them probably. No. I'm going to put a link to the, uh, the post that they did with the, with the video, which looks neat, but like, I'm just like, mm. the more I think about it, the more I'm like, no, this is really weird. Mm. Hmm. Yeah. Knowing we- them, they'll do it anyway, though. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see uh, see how this progresses and, and if there's competition, you know, with UPS, FedEx, Amazon, and how, you know, who's going to kind of come out with it first. Are any of those UPS or FedEx drivers, are they unionized? Uh, UPS is. Oh, they're not going to like that. They're definitely unionized. I don't know about FedEx. I would assume that they would be, but I, I definitely know that UPS is, is unionized. They are uh, not going to like drones flying stuff to people's houses well that's why i was saying that i know ups i think i think that was the article i was reading was saying they were going to be testing it more for you know shipment between major facilities to save cost and that makes sense and then like and then be able to ship it to drone delivery it local like it would come from you know california or utah to richmond in a, as a drone and then it would get on a truck and it would come go from richmond to enon for you so, um, so I don't know. We'll, uh, there'll be much more to this. I'm assuming you're assuming that something coming from California wouldn't come directly to Enon. <laughs> no, it, it stops in, it stops in real cities first. It stops in Richmond or Chester, right? And then it's Chester's like, a real city. And then we, it, it's got its own, uh, it's got its own zip code, right? Yeah, it, that's about all it's got. Uh, and then it, and then it goes out into the sticks and it's like, all right, got to move out of Chester. Gotta, gotta there go are two really Applebee's in Chester. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> and and that's your new favorite place because of the uh, the new automated uh, ordering, right? Yes, exactly. I don't know why that was a big deal because Chili's has had that for like months. Really? Yeah, you they got those have... things on the tables. Oh, uh, I I've been to Chili's. I think I went last time I was at Chili's was like three or four months ago. I didn't see it there. Yeah. But so you, you don't have a waiter at Chili's? No, there was still a waiter. But like if like the waiter was taking too long or something, you could like log into the thing and just be like, bring me some nachos. Damn, that's kind of fucked up. Yeah. That's that's just a way to, for you to say you're doing a shitty job, waiter. I don't really know. I didn't use it, so. You I mean, you didn't use technology? No. Whoa. Are you okay? Nope. Interesting. <laughs> I thought you'd be all on that. Maybe it was it was a too much effort. Was it just like it, was, just... it, was, it seemed like it would be awkward because there was a waiter there or waitress there also. Okay. So, so it would be like, hey, you're not good enough at your job. I'm going to order something oh, on this thing. Okay. So you, so you felt you felt bad. You felt like you were telling them that they didn't they their job really didn't matter. I didn't want to be a jerk. Right. You, you know did. me. Yeah, I know you. Yeah, I know you. You're always cognizant of of other people and their feelings and just yep. you know wanting to make them feel better. And and yep. I can I can definitely see how in that situation you would be like. If I was doing it on the computer, then I would not even be justifying your existence in front of me. And yep. that's just uh, not the kind of person you are. I'm a humanist. And that's and that's what I love about you. <laughs> you're, you're the humanist. It's a, it's a new television series coming this fall. The humanist. The humanist. It's, it's all about me <laughs> sitting in my office. Making trade-off decisions about whether to decisions. talk to live people or computers. Mm, uh, I think I'll go computer today. No, it's like it's like a choose your own adventure, but it's gone horribly wrong. Horribly, horribly wrong. Okay, much like this podcast. Next um, up, so uh, we've got two bits of television to talk about. Yes, um, yes, we do. Which I'm sure that probably no one watches them, but so we're going to talk I'm, about them because it's, we're going to talk about them. I'm going to sound an enormous spoiler horn right here. Okay. 
So you've been warned. So this spoiler. is to be to be clear, this is going to be Walking Dead followed by Sons of Anarchy spoilers. Yes, so it is. If you haven't watched the shows or don't plan on it, then it doesn't really matter, right? So just keep listening and you know follow along when you can. But you've been warned. You have been warned. Okay, so The Walking Dead, uh, the last episode of season four, part one, was last Sunday. Is that right? Yes, I think. Yeah, last Sunday. Okay, so set the stage. The governor's got his new group. He's trying to take the prison for himself. He has a tank, and he's got Herschel and Michonne as hostages. Yeah, and the guy from Fringe. The guy from Fringe. Yeah, the dude that was like, uh, he's kind of, he's got kind of like a New York, New Jersey, oh, yeah, New Jersey yeah, yeah. accent. Yes, he, he used you're to correct, be, sir. He used to be on Fringe. Uh, yeah, so. Lots of crazy shit happened in that episode. Um, yeah, they were scattered, scattered to the uh, to the wind. They were scattered to the wind. Um, the the part at which, and of course, it was like uh, I was watching at like ten o'clock at night. Everybody else in the house is asleep, and the part at which I go, "Oh my god!" and like yell through the house is when uh, the governor takes Michelle's sword and yep. stabs Herschel in the neck with it. Yeah, it doesn't even like not even cut his head off, but just like he's just like it just right on his neck. Yeah, it just sticks in there. Oh, it was so disturbing, and he's just like bleeding all over the ground. It was so bad. What a way to die! That would suck. It was horrible. But then he wasn't completely dead yet. Exactly. I don't know if you noticed or not, but then like a few minutes later, he takes the sword and like chops his head off. Yeah, it was pretty fucked up. It was horrendous. Yeah, pretty much that whole last couple episodes with the governor, like. The dude, like he killed, the, he killed the guy with the golf club, and then like threw him in the zombie. He hit, the, you know, it was like hit him over the head with the golf club, and then threw him in the zombie pit. Yep. And then he uh, stabbed the other guy in the in the Winnebago. And I mean, I was just like, dude, I you hate are, it when I get stabbed in the Winnebago. You are so fucked up, man. The like, weird thing about it was when they first started with the the governor episodes what was about three or four weeks before that. Yeah. Like that first one, I thought, oh, well, he's like. Maybe he's turning us turning a page here, and he's like, yeah, everything was taken from him, and yeah, everything's you know, he's completely been torn down, and maybe he's gonna start over, and I don't know, not necessarily be a good guy, but at least not be the tremendous dick that he was. But no, he's the exact same guy he was before, and he turned that group into his private little dictatorship, just like he had with the town, and. Killed a lot of people. Yeah. For no just, gain. He just... Oh, man. I, I just couldn't even... I was like, wow, really? Another guy dying. Another guy... I mean, you're like, you're not going to have anyone left to go take the friggin' prison to kill, yeah. every, kill everybody. Like, but, you got a tank, uh, but who's going to run it? Everybody's dead. Yeah. So, uh, so there you go. I, but I, I did... I mean, very shocking, but I did think it was kind of... I mean, it was kind of predictable at the end just because that's such an easy way to... Being a mid-season finale, like, garner a lot of available storylines for the next Mm -hmm. uh, half of the season in that you're scattering all these... all all your characters, uh, you know, to different places. And so now you've got... Much like you had um, this storyline in the first part of the season where you had a couple episodes with the governor and then the rest with the, the big group... You've got now. You can have you know your pockets of. Uh, I don't even remember who who got off. I think it's s- like three different groups now. Cause yeah, they got the people on the bus. People on the bus, and and what's his face? The guy is on the bus. The Asian dude. Yeah, I can't Glenn. Remember his name. Glenn. I keep wanting to call him Grant Imahara. Wow. Um, Glenn. 
Grant Imahara is the Asian guy on Mythbusters. Um, um, and then you got uh, the group of like three or four people that didn't make it on the bus. They left without him. And then you got Carl and Rick yep. have run off. Somebody's just everybody's scattered all over the place. The governor's dead. Um, his his special lady shot him in the face. Yeah, good for her. Yeah, no. But joke. now, like, sucks for her because her daughter died. Like, she's I mean, all alone now. I mean, man, what a what a tragedy that uh, that whole situation yeah. turned into. That was awful. That um, poor little girl. Yeah, right. Like, what the hell does she do? Like, I mean, I know the girl was like she was having some problems, like socializing this stuff as you do after well, it, a zombie yeah attack. exactly it's a zombie fucking apocalypse like but she her, was alive cut her some freaking slack she was alive at least Ugh. so yeah like you said everybody's scattered the prison is now in the hands of the zombies um the tank is stopped um and season four part two is gonna be back in february there you go so yeah. you know, uh, I'll be uh, I'll watch it. It's you know, it's not terrible. Um, yeah, it got think, better here. In, I don't think it's uh, I don't think it's amazing. Um, no, it's, I don't think it's since season two. It really hasn't. Yeah, gotten that well, you know. Yeah, I mean, I enjoyed season three. Um, you know, some most of the the governor stuff. Uh, but the first this, half, yeah, yeah, the first half, and then it got went downhill. I, I think they they've suffered from the fate of a lot of shows, which is showrunners going in and out and different people leading it, and so there, you don't see a lot of continuity. You see a lot of fragmented stuff and uh, mm-hmm. different storylines coming in and out, and so hopefully, you know, now obviously they've laid themselves a uh, a track of uh, immense opportunities of storylines to be able to to hash out over the course of another what you know eight or nine episodes. Yeah, I um, think so. and uh, probably maybe not even that many, but uh, you know, so we'll see. We'll see where it goes. Yep, I'll watch it. There you go. Of course, I know you will. Damn straight. Uh, Sons of Anarchy. Are you ready to talk about this, dude? I just watched this oh. like five, six hours ago, and I didn't know it was going to be two hours when I watched it. They're always. I mean, you know, come on. Regular episodes oh. is an hour and a half. So you, so you know that no, it's like been two seasons. Every oh. episode has been an hour. And it feels like every episode has been an hour and a half. Can't and say we haven't gotten our money's worth. Whew, wow. Jeez, crazy. Um, this show is fucking tragic. It is tragic. It is. Uh, there's no other way to describe it. it is absolutely there is, tragic. Y- is there, there a single character on this show? A single major character that doesn't have like the worst horrendous life ever? Uh, Happy's pretty cool. Yeah, I like Hap. He's cool. Um, he was so sad to see Jax go, though. They all were man and chibs. Like, oh, that was... God. Man, but everything Seeing was, those grown men cry was just awful. Everything was finally coming into place. You, I mean, I knew, like, it was too good to be true, but you still wanted it to be. Yeah, everything know? was coming up Tara. Wow. Exactly. Yes. It's all, <laughs> it's all coming up Millhouse. So, just to, just to recap, this was the last episode of season six. Jax and Tara have kind of reconciled. Right. And he's going to turn himself in for the gun thing to keep her out of prison and to keep all the Sam Crow guys out of prison. Right. So as, as opposed to but... her, as opposed to her running away and, uh, right. Or, or she getting, going into witness, boys, you know, and... going into witness protection and ratting out the club. He, he talks to her and says, you can keep, keep the boys here. I'll, I'll take the hit for the club. I'll go to prison and you stay here, raise the boys. 
but uh, someone didn't get the memo to uh, to Mama Dearest. She did not get the memo about the TPS reports. And uh, as the episode <sighs> is is entitled, Mother's Work is uh, Never she Done. Went, she went and did some work. She went and did some work and killed Tara. And fuck, did she kill her. With oh my God, that was the most disturbing. I, I mean, when I, I was... So- I was tweeting you. I was tweeting you like while I was watching it because I was like, "Oh God!" Like, where? When she left, I was like, "Where the fuck is Gemma going? Where is she going?" And then, <laughs> and then she, and then they get to the house to uh, to go get her, Tara, and the cop get to the house to get her stuff. And it's like, "What is Wayne here?" And I was like, "Fuck, fuck, 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 fuck!" <laughs> no. She took his truck. <laughs> I was like, "No!" And then, but then I was like, "It's okay, it's okay," because she's going in with the cop. And like nothing's gonna happen. He with went both. back outside because he, he thought it was outside, Wayne. And I was like, "She's dead. Oh, She's so dead. This sucks." And then it all started to come together because then you know you think about earlier and Jax um, said he was gonna meet the the lawyer girl or the DA at the um, at, at his house at like six o'clock. So you knew like he was gonna be one to find the bodies. Yep. But uh, yeah, then Gemma kills Tara, and then Juice comes in and kills the cop. Oh God. It, it's so I really up. thought it's so effed up. It was really effed up. I really thought for a second because of the exchange that Juice and Jax had had when Jax gave him the uh, the Michael and Fredo Corleone, you betrayed me speech. Yeah. Um, I really thought Juice was going to kill himself after he shot the cop, shoot himself. Yeah. But no, he I think he still has a part to play. I think you're right, and and I'm kind of glad because as as good an ending as that would be for that character, I really want to see more from Juice. I don't want I don't, Juice. To I mean, more. I don't even know. It, and I was watching. I watched a few minutes at the end there. They had like the anarchy afterward or whatever, kind of like talking. Did you watch that? Yeah, it good. Kind of like talking bad, and he was just talking about how you know it's his plan. It was his plan year from you know years ago that he was going to kill off Tara at the end of season six. Um, mm. and that his, his goal was to, in order to really break Jax down and take away everything that, you know, what he called their, his true North, you know, his, the women in his life that were guiding him, his wife, his love of his life is the mother of his children and his, and his mom. And, mm-hmm. you know, he's, he's lost both of them now because of what his mom did to Tara and, and what, what's happened to Tara. And, uh. So there you go. What the hell happens in this? This is going to be the last season of Sons of Anarchy. And I have no effing clue, but I can tell you that the show is so, so depressing. Uh, it really is. It's, it's so, so dark. It's very dark. I mean, it's dark. a, tra- it's a, it's, you know, we, we talk and we joke about how it's a lot like Hamlet, but uh, it, it really is. It's a tragedy in every sense of the word. And um, while there are some lighthearted moments, uh, you know, I think it's, it's, uh, a lot of and those are bookends more so than the, the meat in the middle is just a lot of fucked up shit. Yeah. I think the only lighthearted moment in this past episode was, uh, when the, when the, when the, I can never remember the guy's name, the, the weird guy that had his hands cut off when he was like, uh, why do they call her knee pads? <laughs> <laughs> that was all right. That was great. That was pretty good. But everything else was like the darkest, most depressing, yeah. like, Oh, I mean, they kill the cop. They, I mean, I liked him. I liked him too. Oh. He was a good guy. He lost his wife and and baby. Like it sucks. So I mean, it's just you don't it's tragedy you don't want to be around. exactly exactly. You, you got to get out. And uh, you know, Tara should have never come back. I guess. No, I mean, she really shouldn't have. I mean, I mean, it made the story, but yeah. like, 
You just can't. Oh. You can't survive there. You got. You got to go. So I don't know what's what's going to happen in this last season, but it's uh, it's evident that Jax is uh, pretty pretty messed up right now and uh, won't be resolved anytime soon. No, but it is a perfect way to lead into season seven. I think. Yeah, I mean, so. which you think about the end of this last season where it was the it, Jack sitting at the head of the table with with Tara there, and how how far things have gone. You know how far things, yeah. have, how much things have changed since then. Ugh. Great, great show. I mean, this is this is what so I'm talking great. about. That yeah, it's, it's super depressing. Um, but I think it's that's what you tune in for. It's uh, you you start watching the show and you really connect with the people and you, you start getting into the characters and their tragedy is your tragedy, man. And mm-hmm. uh, so this is why I highly recommend this show, especially with with Breaking Bad off and a lot of really good shows that yeah. um not aren't around anymore. Sons of Anarchy is still uh, kicking strong. I know some people are kind of get over the long episodes or just some of the storylines, but uh, it's worth your time. And it's uh, worth every minute. It's worth it your definitely, time. Definitely, if you haven't started watching it, go on Netflix. I got you on start board. Start watching it. I got you on board with it. Yeah, and I I love it. I absolutely love this show. It's a great show. One more one more season, and uh, that's all she wrote. Yep. So yeah. Done and done, man. Now I'm really depressed. Yeah, no, it's. I'm still kind of. I might have to watch the episode again. I don't know. It's. I deleted it immediately. <laughs> I, <was> like, <laughs> I, I never want to see it. it again. I never want to see that again. Uh, oh, it, I just do. It's. She walked in that kitchen and and I was like, "Fuck, she's dead." And when Jax walks in, like I half thought, okay, this is all. E- either he's gonna find juice in there, or it's all been cleaned up. Yeah, and it wasn't at all. And yeah. I was just, oh. I know. Just the look on his face. Oh, just tears you up. See that, yeah, and just see her dead body there. Oh, Awful. Pretty bad. Pretty bad. All right. See how see how we went we were down and we went back went up for a little bit, now we're back down. Now we're back down. I don't like it. You want some good news? Please, please <laughs> give me some good news. All right, we got some some good baseball news. Excellent. I'm gonna start you off with good to to, to bring you back up. Okay. Build you back up. I broke you I tore you down, I'm gonna build you back up. There you go. Is that right, like, ready bat, for this? like Batman, you know, why, yep. why do we fall, Bruce? So we to can, learn how to get back yeah, up. We can get back up. There you go. Yep. That's why we fall. So what are we doing? Oh, uh, before baseball, can I talk about one thing real quick? Yes, you can. Uh, I watched a new show. What's your new show? Is it Brooklyn Nine-Nine? No, stop. Stop. You shut your <laughs> mouth. Uh, Mo- Mob City. Oh, did you watch it? I tried watching the first episode, and I got like twenty minutes in. I was like, "No." Nope. Okay, this is. Uh, just give me a second. Okay, it's, I I really want to like it, so please yes. convince I, me. I really wanted to like it too for a couple of reasons. One, I was you know giving obviously the showrunners Frank Darabont. Yep. And uh, you know from Walking Dead, and uh, and it's got that dude from Walking. It's Dead. got the dude from Walking Dead. Yeah, the uh, the other cop that that I forget his name. That Rick killed. Yeah, that Rick killed. Uh, so he's in it and, but the reason, really the reason I wanted to watch it was for my boy, Ed Burns. I'm a huge Ed Burns fan. I do like Ed Burns. I thought you were going to say because, uh, Simon Pegg's. Yeah, I saw it. No, I think that's why you'd be into it. <laughs> that was, I saw him on the commercial. I was like, oh my um, God. So I, I recorded it and I watched it and I watched the first, it's a two hour premiere. Mm-hmm. I watched the first hour and no Ed Burns. Right. In the first hour, he plays friggin' Bugsy Siegel, and he's not in the first hour of the friggin' show. But um, and then it's weird, like the the cop, guy, the guy we're talking about, the forget his name, shit, I probably should know his name, but the guy was on Walking Dead. And he's, I guess, he's kind of the main character. He's his cop, and he 
he's like dirty. He kills Simon Pegg's character. Oh, thanks. Uh, <laughs> spoiler alert. <laughs> I didn't get that far. Um, you don't bother. I mean, it's, I don't know. It's got so many problems. And I thought it was going to be interesting. I actually, it was kind of appropriate. I just had watched, um, I recorded uh, Gangster Squad. It was on a free, we had a free HBO preview, so I recorded it. Okay. That, this was the uh, kind of the same era, the 40s. Uh, L.A. mob scene with uh, with Mickey Cohen, and uh, this movie was with uh, Ryan Gosling and Josh Brolin and Emma Stone. Oh, oh, uh, I'm yeah. gonna have to watch that. No, I, I mean it wasn't that great. Yeah, uh, but it was a, centered around that same storyline with Mickey Cohen and and this gangster squad that was trying to take down Mickey Cohen in L.A. and all this stuff in the late 40s. So it kind of got me into that kind of L.A. noir kind of t- you know mindset. So when I started to watch Mob City, I was kind of excited, but was quickly disappointed. It's just, uh, mm-hmm. it's not really well written. Uh, characters really aren't well developed, and it's just not worth your time right now. Yeah, so, the first 20 minutes were not great. Yeah, I, I stuck through and I watched the first hour, and I was like, seriously, no Ed Burns, and the show is not good anyway, and so I'm not going to watch it. Mm, that's a shame. Yeah, it is a shame, but it is what it is. Yeah, it is. So, just letting you know that. No need to waste your time right this second with uh, with Mob City. I'll cross that out. All right. <laughs> so that now, is another downer. Now, yeah, I know, right? Now, now uh, baseball. Bring me up. Baseball. Bring me up. Everybody's been waiting for our baseball news. Bated breath. All right. We'll go. I we'll, know we'll run through this quick. Yeah, we'll run through it real quick. Uh, I got five five guys to talk about. We'll run through them all real quick. I'll uh, talk about the, the big important one first, and that's Mr. Mike the Beard Napoli. I'm so freaking excited. I know you are. So he signed with the Red Sox last week, two years, $32 million. He had a postseason physical right after the World Series, so he's good to go. And apparently uh, he left money on the table. Left money on the table. I don't know the details, but apparently he had a bigger deal from the Rangers, but he decided to stay in Boston. And they are giving him more per year than the thirty-three year, thirty-nine million they initially offered him. So he's gotten one year. He's gotten the same amount of time, two years total, but more money. Yeah, I think than it ends up being another deal. like six or seven million. Yeah, I think something that's like right. that. Uh, good for him. Yeah. He he earns it. He deserves every bit of that money. He seemed very happy about it, and the fans are very happy about it, and that's really awesome. Clutch so. hitter in the middle of the order, great first yep. baseman, and uh, the personality that we really needed there. Um, he fits in great with the team, and I I love every every bit of him. Speaking of batting order, I heard Farrell talking about Victorino leading off. Hey, I'm I'm all for it. Fly, fly in the Hawaiian out number yeah. one. You got to get him on base. Get him. Get get him. him on Let's base. do it. Let's do it. So great. Mike Napoli. I'm excited. Mike Napoli. I'm in a much better uh, mood now. All right. You just say You're, his name. Mike Napoli. Ooh. Mike Napoli. Ooh. Ooh. Sounds nice. <laughs> it sounds good in your ear. <laughs> Mufasa. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. I got to watch that movie. No, I don't. Uh, okay. So uh, let's go from that to Catcher. Oh, yeah. AJ the Red Sox AJ Przinski. Yeah. Uh to a one year, only one year, eight point two five million. That's a lot of uh, money. Is that I mean a fair amount that, of money. Is I'm, he that good? Is he that he's 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 good. Okay. I mean he's good. He he's worth the money. The 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 problem is that he's got a reputation as being a dick. Oh, okay. Um so I don't know very much about him. Apparently he had a problem with Jake Peavy at one point in the past, but they've mm. patched things up. AJ Przinski, bag of AJ Przinski apparent bag of dicks will you know 
We'll give them the benefit of the doubt Alleg- for now. Alleged, alleged bag of dicks. Alleged bag of uh, dicks. Um, we'll see how so it turns out in Boston. The weird thing about it to me is the stuff around this signing. Okay, so uh, they signed him. They did not sign Jared Saltalamakia. He's gone to the Miami Marlins. Yep. They th- threw and a bunch fine. of money at him. him. You know, him and his soul glow can, can have some fun in the yeah. Sunshine State. Well, he's from near Miami, so he's he's happy with that decision. They threw a bunch of money at uh, him. I'm glad he's happy and, with the location because the team fucking sucks. Yeah, he's happy with the location. He's happy with the money. And he's happy with the fact that the Miami Marlins, as a as a rule, do not, you, do not have no trade contracts. So he could get traded to anybody else and keep the money he's got. So that's good. Um, the other thing is they're still keeping David Ross and they're going to be platooning Ross and Przinsky like they did with Salty this year. But here's the problem. Ross and Przinsky, by the time opening day comes around, are both going to be 37 years old. Wow. That's a lot of years on a catcher's knees. But um, <laughs> so there's there's that, you know, got to worry about these guys and getting injured. Um, they do have Ryan LaVarnway behind them, but then that brings up the question, what's wrong with Ryan LaVarnway that they're not going to just bring him up? Clearly, it begs that question. It does break that question. And then it also begs the question, what about 2015? This is only a one-year contract. What about 2015? Are they going to draft someone, maybe? I don't know, but are you going to draft somebody and get them up to speed fast enough to be up in the majors by 2015? I guess not. Maybe, I mean, maybe if they like... Maybe they'll... Unless they're going to put Xander Bogarts back there. No. <laughs> He's Superman. He can do anything. He can do anything, yeah. yeah. He's going to pitch, too. I just don't know what they're going to do. I mean, obviously, they got to worry about this year, this coming year. And they didn't think Salty was worth the money. So they had to make a decision. And I don't think they've made a bad one. But you got to think, you know, that it's got to be on their radar for something long term. So we'll see. Yeah, well, uh, we'll you know, they get why they get paid the big bucks, right? Yep. Ben Charrington gets paid a lot more than I do to make those decisions. I'll take I'll take his word for it. He put together a pretty damn good team. Yeah, I can't complain about what he did last year. So there you go. Um, he, buy, he buys a lot of street cred. Yeah, he does. He's he's hip. He's with it, like the kids. Like uh, um, like Huey Lewis says. Yeah, he's hip to be square. <laughs> um, so. Uh, so that's at catcher. At pitcher, they signed Edward. I think it's Mujica. Mujica. Sounds I don't good. know how he pronounces his name. Mujica. Mujica. I think so. It's easy for you to say. Uh, signed him two years, nine point five million dollars. He's a right-handed reliever and closer. He's only twenty-nine, um, and it looks like they're going to use him as a setup man and insurance for Koji Uehara in case he gets hurt. He better not um, get hurt. He better not get hurt. Um, but uh, I think un- un- unless something happens to Koji, he's just going to be a setup man. Uh, but he played for the Cardinals this year, had a 2.78 ERA, got 37 of 41 save opportunities, um, and was pitching great until he got an, a groin injury in September, I believe. But uh, good pickup. He'll be all right. Um, especially in that bullpen. They need they need arms in that bullpen. That's that's what I've always said about the bullpen. I know you've said that. Not that's enough arms. Not enough arms. What are they doing? Um, what are they doing? They need more arms. Need more arms. Got to have arms. Uh, so then uh, we'll run through uh, Yankees news. Oh, God. <laughs> 
Yes. Why? Why not? Let's <laughs> let's let's give New equal Yankees. equal time to equal the evil time empire to the Yankees. Okay. So uh, your your friend uh, friend of the show, Jacoby Ellsbury. He is no friend of mine. Former friend of the show, Jacoby. <laughs> yeah, Ellsbury. former former friend of the show, enemy of the show, enemy of the show has signed uh, with the New York Yankees for seven years and one hundred and fifty three million dollars. Uh, and I don't know what cut Scott Boris gets of that, but it's a big chunk. Um, plus, there's an option for 2021 to make it eight years, and I want to say 161 or 162 if they pick up that option. Um, and this is in addition to the five-year $85 million they just signed McCann for. Um, but, of course, we all know Jacoby is Jacoby, and we don't know that they'll get all those years out of him. Uh, they definitely won't. Um, yeah, he won't play a full season next year. I will. Uh, I'll put some money on that. I think that's a good bet. I mean, as far out of those seven years, if he gets four complete seasons out of them, I'd be, yeah. I'd be shocked. But again, that's the Yankees wanting to make a big splash, knowing that yeah. they weren't going to pay, uh, you know, Cano or Granderson, but, and uh, so wanting to to get something. But see, that's what doesn't make sense to me. So what I heard about Cano was that the difference between what the what he ended up getting, and I'll talk about him in a second, but the difference between what he took and what the Yankees offered him was $80 million over the life of the contract. They just signed Ellsbury for $153 million. Like, you could have saved that money and gotten Cano and, like, two other good prospects. Yeah. Maybe. I don't get it. Maybe they. I mean, they've played against Ellsbury a lot. They should know. Maybe they wanted. What, the, maybe they want the one of the draft picks for losing Cano. I don't know. Maybe, maybe they got a. Big, yeah, but the, they lose a draft pick. Well, I guess they don't actually lose a draft pick, do they? The Sox pick up a draft pick for Ellsbury, but the Yankees don't lose one, right? Because they didn't have one, right? I don't know. Okay. I can't. The baseball draft is weird, and I don't. It is very don't weird. Don't understand it, but. Uh, but yeah, so Ellsbury's gone. Whatever, you know. Ellsbury's bygones gone. be bygones. Uh, happy for him. Someone's yeah. gonna pay him. I don't. I'm glad we're not paying him that kind of cash. No, he's, he's not, not worth that. He's money. not worth that money. I'm happy to, uh, you know, resign, uh, resign Napoli. Um, yes. Make sure we've got our, our plan in place with uh, that. Gomes sticks around. That uh, you know, obviously we've got PD for a long time. So these core members, uh, you know, that, yeah. that's who I want. And as far as the outfield, I mean, when you got you got uh, in center field, you'll move Victorino over. In left field, you got uh, platooning Gomes and Nava. You just need you know one more guy to fill it out. And I don't know if you go get somebody or bring somebody up, but I mean, I mean, you got Bradley, so maybe he can fill that void. So, but they're not hurting. They'll be all right. Yeah, uh, I have no doubts. I don't. Th- I don't think losing Ellsbury is. Nobody's upset about that. So no, I think. I think pre. I think most most Boston fans knew the writing was on the on the on the wall, as it were. Writing yeah. was on the monster. I think the management did too. Yeah, and so yeah, I think they knew he was leaving. Yep. So I think uh, winning the World Series just kind of uh, accelerated that and said, "Hey, I got my ring, and time to peace yeah. out." And, and uh, you got to think that's a big part of why they went after Victorino. Yeah, and I, and I love him. Another great signing. Yeah. Love Victorino. So there um, we go. We, uh, we're moving on uh, from Ellsbury, and yeah. you will so, be. Uh, you have an Ellsbury shirt, don't you? No, I do not. Oh, okay. I do not. Okay. I did. Uh, my wife had one. 
I don't know where it is right now, but I asked her, I think I tweeted it. I asked her as soon as the news came across the Twitters, I asked her, um, what are you going to do with the Ellsbury shirt? And I hadn't even finished saying shirt and she said, burn it. Wow. That's pretty, yeah, that's pretty harsh. It's like, wow. Okie doke. I didn't even do that with my, uh, Manny Ramirez shirt. Right. It's put like that in the dog's crate. That's what I did with my Papelbon shirt. It went in the dog crate. Yeah. You put it in the dog crate. At least let the dog enjoy it. Yeah. I mean, someone can get some joy out of it. I mean, you, you put, you put the Papelbon, you put the player name down and all you see at the top is Red Sox. Yeah. You know? And, and dog ass. There you go. Red Sox and dog ass. <laughs> That's all you need. That's all you need. That'll get, that'll get you through a weekend. John Lennon, um, John Lennon wanted, wants you to think it's, it's love. That's all you need, but all no. you really need is, uh, is dog ass on a Red Sox shirt. I, I, I can't improve on that. So we talked about Robinson Cano. Uh, I'll just mention Cano to the Mar- Cano to the Mariners. Cano went to the Seattle Mariners 10 years, which is insane. And $240 million. Hey, that's a, apparently it's a wonderful city though. And, and a, in a beautiful park. I've been in it. It is a beautiful park, but that ball club needs work. Oh, and Robinson Cano is not the answer, but, um, but they offered him a shit ton of money and a long-term contract. He's going to be 41. Wow. A 41-year-old second baseman at the end of that contract. Um, and you got to give it, give him props. He and Jay-Z worked out that deal, and they made hey, it happen. I mean, Seattle. Good for him. You know, they took advantage of situations. Seattle wanting to make a big splash, wanting to, then they're really starting to, to revitalize that area downtown, and, and they want mm-hmm. to compete with uh, with the football um, stadium, you know, and, and bring these people in, you know, you've got the football and the baseball stadium right there next to each other, downtown Seattle. Mm-hmm. And, uh, it's kind of like, uh, Baltimore in that. I got them right next to each yeah, other. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, is it right? Is, is the Baltimore stadium right there? I mean, this, yeah, the Ravens are like, like, li- literally, like, go ahead. They're like a block away. Okay. Yeah. I mean, literally away. like the baseball stadium is right next door to the, to the football stadium. Um, but they're not getting, uh, you know, they're not getting ha- half the number of people that are going to the football games. Obviously. I mean, it's a big deal. <clears throat> Seattle Which is football. crazy. Cause there's so many more games. Well, and, and also, uh, not just football in that, in the, the football stadium, but, but soccer too is, is huge in Seattle. The Seattle Sounders are, I mean, it's crazy when I was there, it was, did you have that written down or did you know that? No, I just knew it. Wow. From, from being in, from going to Seattle and knowing that. Like people were crazy about their soccer in Seattle. You saw Sounders wow. stuff everywhere. Really? Yeah, they're really big on their soccer. Um, Sounders? Yeah, the Seattle Sounders, um, professional soccer. And uh, where, where does that name come from? Uh, I think it's just. I think it maybe it's a harken to their music heritage. Mm. The, they're all their their you know all the musicians that have come out of that area. Uh, it should that, have been the Seattle Grunge. Yes, that sounds so much better. The Seattle Alternative. Uh, yep. Keep going. You're, this is gold. The Seattle Sound Gardens. Wow. No. See that they're just no? one. They're just. I like Sound Garden, but they're just a piece of the pie. I mean, I'm much hap- I'm much more content that you said Sound Garden and not Nirvana. The Seattle Temple of the Dog. Uh, you're getting better. You're getting warmer. 
<laughs> Seattle Pearl Jam. There you go. See, yeah. I, I love your I loved your progression there because as as you know, Temple of the Dog, uh, <laughs> yeah. a combination of members of Soundgarden, Soundgarden, uh, Pearl along Pearl, along with Pearl Jam, and some some people from Mother Love Bone too. Um, I would have also accepted Mother Love Bone. Um, <laughs> it would have been an acceptable answer. <laughs> the Seattle Mother Love Bones. Oh yes, I do. I do enjoy some Mother great. Love Bone. Um, but yeah, so they're big on soccer there. So I think you know baseball is kind of the odd man out, and uh, has been that way, especially since Ichiro left. They've they've kind of lacked this marquee yeah. player. I mean, you when I went and visited their 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 Hall of Fame kind of area where they've got for all, all their players, where you look at all the memorabilia, it's like Ichiro explosion, <laughs> and uh, and so they're they had a little bit of a hard on for Ichiro. So I think they've understandably since exactly well yeah but I think since he left he kind of there's that void there and uh, they need they needed something so they got their they got their big guy to to you know to put on a banner uh, outside the stadium and hopefully uh, get some season tickets that's true I mean if this if the goal of this contract with Cano is to get people back in the seats yep. and get people excited about the team then mission accomplished yeah because he will do that he's a great ball player and he will do that. That's the, um, that's the thing. That's what that's what they're getting. They're getting the certainty of someone that's going to go out and play baseball, be be a great player, and sell tickets. And Cano's yeah. getting a shit ton of money, so you know more power to him. Yeah, I mean he's a great ball player. So. Um, and so so now he's no Dustin so, Pedroia, but he's a great ball. Player. <laughs> he's no Dustin Pedroia. So so Ellsbury's going to the Yanks. Cano's going to the Mariners, and then we had a uh, a swapping of outfielders, as it were. We had the uh, the Mets and the Yanks swapped outfielders. Yeah, I wasn't really paying super close attention to that. What what exactly was that deal all about? So I mean, it, they were free agents, I'm guess, uh, right? But they just it just I guess has it happened? Uh, Granderson signed with the Mets, which is just going to be weird. And uh, Carlos Beltran signs with the Yankees. So in yeah. effect, in effect, they swapped outfielders. So there you why, go. Why? Well, so, I, I don't so understand. We don't wanna, so, uh, as the Yankees GM, you know, we don't want to to pay Cano. Um, you know, we'd rather <laughs> let Cano and Granderson go, and then sign two more outfielders. Uh, you know, that are they don't have enough outfielders. Yeah, clearly, clearly not. So, because Ellsbury, yeah, just don't they don't have enough. Um, I don't know why anyone other than money would sign a contract with the New York baseball Mets. Uh, don't you uh, talk bad about David Wright? Oh, I like I David smite, Wright. I will smite thee. I like David Wright. I like the idea of the Mets. <laughs> I like the idea. I like the idea of the Mets. In, pr- in principle, good. I hear it's a pretty stadium, a pretty park. Of the new Shea Stadium, uh, yeah, C- I've heard it's City beautiful. Field, City Field, yeah. City Field. Yeah. yeah, I heard it's beautiful. I've heard it's gorgeous. Uh, but I would go to a ball game there before I go to Yankee Stadium. Does Does Jason Bay still play for them? Uh, no. I want to say no. I want to say he ended up somewhere on the West Coast. Mm. I can't remember. We talked about him before. Yeah, we've talked about but him. But I can't remember. Uh, mm-hmm. but no. But I, I feel you. I feel where you're okay. coming from with the New York Mets. So we've we've gotten through the the off season trades and signings. Um, I do have a bit of breaking news. I don't have a whole lot of detail on it, but I do have some breaking news. Okay, breaking news. Okay, so it was reported today on the Twitters from uh, Mr. Pete Abraham. I will I will find the Twitter. Yeah, I saw it. It was right. uh, Jenny Dill. Jenny Dill retweeted it because I don't follow Pete where, Abraham. Where is it? 
Uh, okay, I got it right here. Okay. Uh, tweet number one, MLB has eliminated home plate collisions and will require players to slide into the plate. Tweet number two, home plate collision rule would be have to be approved by the union. Suspensions and fines for not sliding. And tweet number three, catchers could not block the plate. They'd have to play it like fielders at other bases and tag the runner. I think that is an excellent new rule. Yeah, I mean, I think uh, it was more kind of like this unwritten thing that that's what you did at home plate, right? That you blocked, you know, that you had a collision. I don't know. I think that's just like the history yeah. of the game, right? That's what people did. So there exactly. was never anything. Yogi written. Berra did it, so I'm going to do it. Yeah, there was never anything written in to do otherwise that, okay, this is what's going to happen. You're going to get in this situation where you're colliding. And it's now it's now going to make a lot of these baseball movies really confusing to kids. <laughs> yeah, why is he hitting that know, guy? Didn't they? Re- I mean, they didn't. I know they really didn't think about the ramifications of this. Um, but, you Tom know, Berenger's going to be pissed off. Yeah. And when you watch the Sandlot, <laughs> like it's just this is going to be very, very confusing movie um, that uh, you've got all these baseball movies that really uh you know, predicate themselves on the home plate collision. And did he drop the ball? Does he hold on to the ball? And, yeah, and the home plate collision is the equivalent of the Hail Mary in the football movie. There you go. It's where you end the game. It's where you end the game. And did he hold on to it? Did he drop it? And that is, uh, that is no more. Now you can just, now he just slides and you can, you have to just try to tag him out. God, now it's like baseball. God, now it's like every other base. I mean, oh. So yeah, there you go. Breaking news. Now, breaking news. Ex- there you go. You know, you it's always... not exciting, but it was breaking. <laughs> we ne- wait. We never. We never made any claims about it being exciting. Nope. You didn't hear exciting news music. You heard breaking yeah. news music. <laughs> I wonder what exciting news music would sound like. I'll come up with something. Okay, I appreciate that. I wonder. We. I wonder what would fall under that category. Like, what would we? What would be exciting? Exciting news, news to talk about. Drones. Yay. A drone just landed on my porch. I have a new orange box. Exciting news drop. <laughs> an, an orange box with an, a new Blu-ray copy of uh, Blade Runner. Oh, no, no. Sorry. Why are you getting Blu-rays? That's so five years ago. That's true. That's... <laughs> Why else would I have it delivered? <laughs> I can't think of anything I would need delivered in 30 years. <laughs> My, my new my new Blade Runner copy for the new technology. I just see I, like only, I only like, have it on VHS and DVD and Blu-ray, and I have it on Apple TV. You forgot about Laserdisc and Laserdisc and Beta Max and and, and uh, HD DVD. Oh God! And and also the uh, do you remember the Divix that would? Yes, um, I got it on Divix that 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 would that delete shreds and- itself after a day. <laughs> you'd, you'd only own it for like. It would begin to deteriorate after 48 hours. Like, what this This fuck? movie will self-destruct. I remember seeing that, like, in, the, in uh, like, Circuit City and say, like, what the hell is was, this? Was it a... I think it was, like, a Circuit City, like, exclusive thing, wasn't oh, was it? it? I don't know. I just remember seeing I it I think there. it was. I can't remember. Back when Circuit City was, you know, still around. But, uh, you know, uh, you pour out a 40 for our friend Chris in, in Virginia. Uh, for friend of the show, for friend of show, Chris, uh, for for Circuit City. One, so, we're, once again, friend of the show, we're, caught up with the show. Yeah, we're we're pouring out a forty for for him and his uh, his former company. But that was like seven or eight jobs ago for him. <laughs> yeah, it's that's true. I forget about yeah. that that he has a new job every couple of years. But uh, yeah. that was a, it was a tough time for everyone involved in that situation, and and he came through it like a champ. Like a champion, like a work champ. like a champion today, Chris. Work like a champion in New York City. I, guess, I think he is. He is I York. believe that's right. There you yeah, go. So he's he's taking Aircon Pod to the to the metropolis to the Big Apple. 
Yeah, with his uh, fancy suits and Uber drivers. You ever heard of the, the he uses the Uber driver yeah, service? We don't, we don't have Uber in, in no, Uber is so choice. I highly recommend it if you have the means. We do not have Uber in Enon. <laughs> Maybe I should start up Uber Enon. There's so many things that I need to start up that people around in this area that just have no concept of stuff. I don't know. I, we I need like delivery it. of groceries. Don't they didn't uh didn't like Priceline used to do that? I don't know. Oh, okay. So this is this is why we're not rich. <laughs> yep. Because we, exactly. we think about stuff but then we don't act on it. What you need to do is come up with a good idea like the pet rock. Hmm. There you go. No, what I see what I want to come up with is I need to start a sitter service down in this area. Like a babysitting service. Because I swear to God, like everyone You're gonna be a babysitting pimp. Well, all of my, I mean, you know, don't you have, there's like that baby, that River City Sitters that you guys have up in Richmond. That's like, I a, don't know. We don't use babysitters. Right. Okay. But people that do use babysitters that leave, Normal that, people that leave the house, uh, <laughs> <laughs> that use babysitters, you know, <laughs> would say that they use River City Sitters and then they are always guaranteed a sitter and the sitter is like got background checks and all this stuff and they can. It's like Uber for babies. Yeah, you can. Yeah, exactly. And you're always guaranteed a sitter. When, down here at the beach, which apparently is in the dark ages, because every time we'll try to do something, people are like, oh, I couldn't get a sitter or I couldn't do this. I'm like, you couldn't get a babysitter? Like, people should be, you know, chomping at the bit to to be able to get paid. What What is it like? $10 an hour under the table? Like, we pay. Babysitting is a racket. When we do need a sitter, we pay one of my uh, cousins to do it, and she we give her at least ten dollars an hour. Jeez, uh, that's that's crazy to sit to sit and watch. Oh, she tangled. Like, yeah, she watches movies she wants to watch anyway, yes. and sits and eats my food. Yes, and I pay her fifty bucks to do it. Yeah, she's just she's just there while I'm paying to go out. It's really just a it's really just a legal cost. Uh, it, it's really just legal insurance on your part. To uh, you know, to protect you from child protective services. Yeah, if uh, they come by, there's a human. Yeah, there. And there's there's nobody in the house, and Beatrix is running around. And she's know, in the her, crate with Scout. with her underwear on her head, banging the banging pots, and she might be doing that while the babysitter's <laughs> there. Very true. But you, see, you've but, met my child. Right, you know what she's right. like. But there's a difference because there's someone there. So <laughs> child protective services difference. would be like, okay, the situation is okay. We're good. It's under control. It's under control. There's someone else there. <laughs> this naked child is running around with under, <laughs> underpants in her head, but there's somebody here. False alarm. Nothing to see here. Move on to the next house with the elephants. <laughs> this isn't the child abuse you're looking for. <laughs> yes. We'll, oh we'll see God. you in another. We'll see you next week. <laughs> But anyway, so I need to start that down here because I feel like there's a definite shortage of that. But then, of course, it's like, I don't know. How do you break into that shit? I don't have time for that. No, I don't. I don't have any babysitting experience and I don't feel like having to interview 12 year old babysitters and do background checks and make sure they've got their CPR certification. And that just seems like a lot of work. Yeah, that seems like too much work. Seems like a lot of work. So Especially just, doing background checks on 12 year olds. <laughs> it's just horrible. I know. You have to go all the way back. I mean, it's so many, it's so many you years. You get the reports back, it's just blank pages. <laughs> this kid hasn't done anything. Uh, so, elementary school. Yeah. Oh. Anyway. So, yeah, uh, so, now that we've covered our news and follow-up. <laughs> wow. What the, how the hell do we get on that subject? I know, right? Um, An hour. Our agenda. Our agenda. Minutes. 
Hey guys, this is Nicholas. Uh, Brandon and I went a solid hour on news and follow up, and uh, so we decided to split this one up into two parts. So this was the this is the end of part one, news and follow up, and uh, you should have part two, our agenda, which is a very special agenda coming to you very soon. Uh, in the meantime, I hope you enjoyed part one. Thanks. Thanks.